Welcome to the Willing and Winning Podcast. I'm your host and multicultural gay best friend, Will Hill. Each week, I'll be speaking over the digital ether to create a positive space in which we can all find the will to overcome pretty much everything and open discussions on the colorful moments in media. If we didn't know each other before, now is our chance to meet in the middle and positively grow from here. Together, let's find the will to win. Welcome back to the Willing and Winning podcast. I hope we are having an amazing week. This week is literally the last full week of the last... Okay, wait. I put it on my story. Give me one moment. I'm going to go find it because I need to say this correctly. But I phrased it that we are officially... Oh, and I literally just passed it. Of course I would. We are at the last first full week of 2022. No, wait. I think that's the proper. If anybody has a correction, please hit me in my DMs, right on the podcast page. But I believe that the proper way to say that we are at the last first, the last final full week of 2022. I... Of the month of the month it is the last <clears throat> full week of the first month of 2022 and that's where we're at and how are we feeling what has our month been like what have we been doing to really stay focused and keep your eyes on your prize you know everyone's prize looks different so what have you been doing to make sure that you're keeping your eyes on that how are you keeping your momentum I've had a few conversations on a few episodes on how, you know, you can really stay focused and put yourself in the driver's seat to do that. So if you haven't done so yet, you know, maybe go back and take a listen and get re-motivated. We still have 11 more months, but you don't want to use, and you don't want to use those 11 months as your window of time. You know, you want to get started right now because... You know, come month 10, what you what you do today could be like, have you beyond your goals and, you know, month 10, you're really reaping the benefits. That's what you want. You don't want to say month 10 is when you're going to start because then you're not going to see any of, any of the results you want until a couple months to follow. So the earlier, the better. That saying the early bird gets the worm, it's gold. A few life updates. Well, maybe a life update. No, I guess I've got a few. So over the weekend, I didn't know what was wrong with me to start my Friday. I was having a great Friday to start, and then all of a sudden, my emotions, they felt like they got rocked a little, and I felt very out of my element. And then for a few hours throughout the day, I was just crying, like... The water sign in me was just opening the floodgates and it was on and off tears. And I really didn't know where it was coming from at first. I had done my morning routine, I was fine. I got to have my morning coffee, everything was good. I had my check-in. And once I really felt the emotions coming in, I was like, well, I can't, you know, I personally am not in it to be alone with my thoughts in a workout. So I allowed myself to be social and 
you know, with my housemates, I just put myself more so in that connection because I didn't really want to be alone with my thoughts in that moment. And it wasn't until one of my bits of crying that I realized I just didn't want to be alone because I actually missed my family. But I mean, that came with being alone with my thoughts, but it made me realize that I didn't actually want to be alone in that day because I just had this overwhelmingly missing of my family. And to be honest, I haven't, you know, seen my family in person since early pandemic. And, you know, my birth mother, I've not seen her since the day that my nan unfortunately passed away, which was pre-pandemic. And it was also two months after I graduated college, which was in 2019. So it's been quite some time. Unfortunately, you know, my mother and I, we don't live in the same state. She lives in a different state and she has, you know, my brothers to also take care of and she has work to put in to make sure that they are taken care of. And I also, I, I don't have a car and the money that I need, that I would need to spend on Uber, I'm working towards, but I'm also working towards taking care of other things. So I do still connect with my mother when we're both able to, when we find that time, we'll text, we'll call, but there's nothing like actually seeing your family, holding your siblings and hugging your, your mother, getting, you know, just getting that embrace. And that's what I really missed. And that's what I know that I need right now. So I'm really putting in that work to how am I going to plan out my next month so I can make that time? Because if there's anything I really learned during the pandemic and during all this time, it's that, you know, you really don't know when anything is up, when the time is out. So there's no time to waste. And I'm not wasting any more time on anything. Last year, I really got my eyes opened to how I was wasting time. And this year, I'm really taking that initiative when it comes up, when I know that it's something that my, is calling to my soul, to my heart, I'm not wasting time on it. <laughs> so that was the start of my weekend, but I worked through it. I, I got myself out of the bag, which came after the cold shower, not directly, because I did start my Friday morning and my Saturday morning with a cold shower. And what I have been liking and loving about cold showering consistently, <clears throat> especially when I start the day, is I feel more in control of my mindset, meaning, you know, I do have this understanding that I'm not always going to be able to control my first thought, but I have more control over my second thought. And even more so, I have control over my actions. So, you know, that choice of there's this cold shower in front of me. Yes, that first thought is, ooh, it's pretty cold. But my second thought, you know, I have control over, you know, acknowledging that it's benefiting. It's beneficial for me. It's not just waking me up. It's great for my muscles. It's great for my mindset. And I'm choosing the action to then get in the shower as opposed to avoiding it. So it's given me control over my mindset. It has shown me that I'm resilient and that I do, I am someone who really is grateful. There's nothing that I'm lacking. If at the end of the day, I was still able to hop in 
a shower and wash my like body after a workout or to just rinse my body to start the day, what did I miss out on? I didn't miss out on anything. I still got to enjoy that resource above all of my other resources. So I'm truly realizing how grateful I am as a being. And with taking control of that situation where my emotions were kind of getting in the way, it did almost lead to me really going to this place of full-on anxiety, but I didn't because I was able to catch myself, not as quick as I wanted to, but I caught myself right when I was supposed to, when I was meant to. And I didn't go into that state of anxiety. And these cold showers are really helping me let go of that. Because when I'm in I when I'm in the cold shower, I'm thinking to myself, if this is the hardest thing I'm going to do all day, then literally my laptop deciding to frazzle out like is not going to bother me and I'm not going to let that affect my mindset. So there has been a lot of power and benefit that I've been receiving from doing, you know, a nice little, I wouldn't say a polar plunge, but cold showers in the morning. Um, like I said, that whole situation happened after I had cold showered, but reflecting on all I've learned from doing these cold showers consistently, it's that I really did catch myself before it got to a point where I really didn't know how the day was going to go. I was able to be more in control. Aside from all of that, my cold showering, which has been going very well and consistent, and my emotional start to the weekend, my pet parent life has been interesting. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I shared a story. Literally, there was this one night right before I went to get on a call with my team, I was going to take my puppy, Ollivander, out for his midday outing and his feasting. Well, I don't know if you're a pet parent, if you're a new pet parent, and you, you know, this has been, you've dealt with this, but for some reason, he didn't want to go outside. He literally was jumping at my feet, letting me know it was time to go. And then I was like, all right, come on. And he just wasn't, like, he would run and stop and then started going crazy all over the house. And when I mean he peed in almost every room, he peed in almost every room, and he peed on my hands. I I didn't know what was, like, going on. I was like, like... I don't know. My brain and my mind felt like that emoji with the lady with all like the math equations around her because I was like, okay, he definitely was letting me know he wanted to go outside. So I don't know why he was being so hesitant. And then what got him so crazy? I was like, I was frustrated. And I, I said on my story that I definitely had a Charlotte moment. So if you watch, or if you've ever seen Sex in the City, the movie, and if you're a fan of the franchise, there's this moment in the second movie when Charlotte, I believe it's the second movie. Well, anyways, it's in the second movie where Charlotte is having a mommy moment. She's trying to bake in the kitchen and the kids are just really getting at her. And I believe one of the kids slaps her on the butt with icing and she goes in to the closet and just cries. I had my little moment afterwards. After we had gone outside and he had eaten, I just took a moment to myself in the bathroom and I let myself cry. And it felt good because I realized, you know, he's a puppy. And these are part of those lessons that I'm supposed to be learning in helping raise and grow a, 
a strong puppy. You know, I want him to experience and enjoy his life as, you know, his puppy life. But I also need to know that he's not going to be an A1 perfect dog every, like every day. Like there's going to be moments where, you know, he's going to get rowdy and that's a learning moment for the both of us because, you know, maybe there's a moment he wants my attention and I'm not being aware enough. So that's, you know, um, that could be a sign that, you know, the way children act out, it's just him, you know, calling more of my attention. And that's okay because I want to be present with my fur baby. So it's just all about learning and finding that balance, which, you know, I'm not opposed to. I'm enjoying all the learning and growth in my own life. So this is just another part of that that I get to do. One thing though, that all of this, all of the emotional bits though, have been teaching me and made me realize is that I do need to work on getting better and really stay consistent to my nighttime routine. I used to have a solid PM routine and I was really not that much of a morning person. And now I do enjoy both, but my PM routine has become more loose with me following up with my reading and journaling after my skincare. I don't know about you guys, but when I do my skincare at the nighttime, it is just so relaxing, especially, you know, just after a day, especially if you work in front of a screen, you know, pulling yourself away from that and just reconnecting with yourself, rinsing yourself with cold water, you know, cleansing it all off, reapplying fresh products to really help your skin. It's therapeutic. It's relaxing. So after that, it's kind of, I get into bed and then I give myself a few moments to breathe. And then I lay back and that's, that's when the sleepies come. And my journal, my book, sometimes they get missed. But I am working to get better on that because in reflecting at the end of the day, it allows me to know what I do need to work on and what I have gotten better at. And in doing that, when I do do my night, <clears throat> my nighttime routine, <clears throat> sorry, Ooh, I need a sip. When I am doing my nighttime routine, I am waking up realizing that I don't have so much you know, boggling my mind. And with all of these emotional days and periods that I've been having, I've noticed on those days, I do really sit and I allow myself to have that time to reflect during the night. And then by the next day, I'm not really putting myself or not finding myself in those same positions. So if we want to, you know, hold ourselves accountable together, hit me up on my Instagram. We can totally chat about finding a way to have a structured AM and PM routine together because, listen, routines are great to have. And I'm not saying, you know, become a robot, but routines are really good to have because there's nothing wrong with being a structured person and just being in control of your own life and not letting your day control you. So that's that. And really, I've just been honestly finding myself more with time to get back into creative habits and things that I enjoy, like free sketching, creating mood boards, whether that's, you know, the old fashioned way, 
cutting and clipping from magazines or doing them on my laptop and cooking. Cooking is the big one. I have really gotten back into that and it's been such a really great way to connect with myself, especially in the middle of the day because cooking's not supposed to be rushed. So I'm not fast cooking. You know, I'm cooking things on medium, lower heats, and it's allowing me to appreciate the meal that I'm going to eat, but also with even taking that time to prepare the meal. That slower time, I'm connecting with myself and the food, and I am a firm believer that energy is everywhere. Even the food we eat has energy. So if I'm taking that time with positive intention, knowing that I'm making this meal to love my body, I'm pouring love energy into the food that I'm then going to eat, which is only going to get poured back into me, which I can positively pour back out. There's just so much like to learn, especially when you really take the time to do the deep work. It It's great. It's really reflective and it's eye-opening. But with all of that, you know, aside from taking that time to reflect, I have, I've given myself the grace of rewarding myself with, you know, a few Netflix watches here and there. I obviously got myself back into Paris with Emily. So we are in season two and my update so far is I... I don't want to give spoilers, but listen, you guys know the drill. We all know which Emily should really be in Paris to start, but that's a different story. I just really need Emily to, uh, I don't want to say get it together because I can't judge homegirls' plight. But as someone who has shared her experience, I feel like perhaps maybe coming open to the best that in the best ways that she can to her friend would kind of solve the situation a little more but again i'm also not a dating expert so i'm really not going to dive into how she really should handle that you know because again everyone's got their own opinions but personally for me i would honestly tell my friend, and then realistically, you know, let it kind of fall where it's supposed to, because at the end of the day, you know, Emily confessing, there's no guarantee that she needs to be forgiven, but it's better than holding on to it. And, you know, we don't need that kind of anxiety. But I haven't gotten past episode two, so I believe she is still on a solo trip to Saint Tropez with her girls, and she's still trying to figure some things out. Sylvie has a husband, which, what? Literally did not expect that to happen, but I guess I'll just have to wait to see what unravels during the rest of this season in Paris. And another show that I started watching that is I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but it is so funny. It is pretty smart. So it has Emily Osment and the other girl that plays her sister. I don't know her name offhand, but she was in the show with Kim Cattrall, Filthy Rich. She played um, Kim Cattrall's daughter-in-law. It was That was also a really good show, but pretty smart. It's about these two sisters that are kind of reconnecting after some time. Emily Osment moves in with her, the, her estranged sister, 
who lives with her cast of roommates. One of them, she's an energy healer. The other one, the one that I relate to, he is queer and he's the influencer. So he's really raking in the dough for that household. Then we've got a gym trainer who's played by Greg Sulkin. Such a cutie. Remember when he dated Bella Thorne? But it is a, it's a, it's a funny roundup, especially for like a 20 minute sitcom. And like I said, I've been rewarding myself with these little Netflix watches as I'm hitting the goal points of my day. So I'm not just like either starting my day watching Netflix or totally skipping out on something to watch Netflix, but I am giving myself the grace of rewarding myself with just a few moments to honestly get involved in another world, you know, explore something else, live vicariously for a little bit, and then, you know, get back into my own life. You are allowed to have that time with you and to enjoy the company of others and to watch TV show because you can also dissect, and I love dissecting TV all the time. So <clears throat> that really has just been a lot that's been going on in my life. Not really over this weekend, because that would be a lot for a weekend, but over the last two weeks, you know, that's just been the vibe of my life. And I've been personally going through a lot of my own personal breakthroughs and coming through a lot of realizations and it's been a time and I, it's a time that I'm grateful for. So that's all I've got. And I will chat with you guys later on in this episode. LOL. Sorry about that awkward cutoff. I definitely heard a lot of clanging going on in my house and I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to stop recording, but it was just my roommate coming home. I totally was shook, but I'm back. So today's episode, I'm actually talking about creating our own tribes and why it's beneficial for us because this is a time that, you know, a lot of people definitely feel lonely and it's kind of like, well, how do I even set out to even really connect with people. Maybe you realize during this time, the people you thought you were connected with, you just don't connect with anymore. And that's okay. You're allowed to grow and grow with other, with new and other people. But I do want to talk about why and what I mean by, you know, like a tribe is literally just like a group of people. It's not like, you know, like, you're not like, you know, going back to the stone age, like, you know, you're literally, it's your social group of people. And it really is important that you do have a set group that you are going to hang with and navigate with because the people you hang out with are also the sum of who you are. But I do want to talk about the history of existing within a tribe. So from our earliest years, you know, like I said, back to the Stone Age, we have existed in tribes. And that is for the point of survival. We have learned that we thrive better when we are consciously choosing to grow together. And, you know, media as well as real life experiences have shown us what happens when we find ourselves removed from the group. And that, unfortunately, it's isolation, it's loneliness, which does lead to death. We are creatures of connections. So sometimes when we are growing through life, we realize that the tribe, like I said, that we were once familiar with can no longer support our needs for growth. And then we find ourselves feeling like an outsider. Like I did say, 
this is okay. We don't have to let the fear of being without a tribe take over because this is where we can make the choice to pivot and create a tribe that has the foundations of our values and shares the same overall goal, which is growth. So how do you create your tribe? For me, I'm going to share you, you know, based off of what's worked for me. Finding yourself is something that I found to be the first part. Because how are you going to look for yourself and other people if you don't know who you are? So the easiest way I did this was it was one of the five things that make me me. That genuinely that, you know, I'm not just always talking about, but that I embody. And I'm not talking about like, you know, shopping, coffee, Starbucks. Those are like, you know, superficial things. I'm talking about things that like who I am, you know. I'm a person who enjoys making a positive, connected impact. So I'm going to, you know, want to have deeper conversations, not just service level. And that's just an example of one of those five things. You know, I'm a deep person, so I'm looking for deep people. And like I said before, we are the sum of the people we hang around. So when you think about the environment you want to create for your growth, what are the five kinds of people you want at the foundation of that? What kind of value do they bring? What kind of actions do they take, make? But also, what do you have to offer? You cannot just expect others to bring value to your group if you aren't giving them value in return, which leads kind of into those tribe and group expectations. For me, the biggest expectations within a group are boundaries and values. So with boundaries, you know, you learn and accept that there are times when the group and your you guys can come together as a whole or in smaller units, but each person within is an individual. And as individuals, we need our space to reconnect with ourselves. So it's okay to have boundaries within your social group. You don't need to be all over each other. And, you know, along with boundaries, having values. While we are allowed to have values and agreements we make on our own, within a group, there's usually a general sense of values that each person has within their life that is shared amongst the group mindset. I definitely, you know, when I think of even Vanderpump Rules, you know, one common connection they have, not really a value, but they all genuinely love the show Friends. That's something that they all genuinely have in common and love. So similarly, there's values amongst the group that they all kind of do agree on that are the values of their group. <clears throat> so with looking how you want to create your tribe and finding yourself and, you know, realizing what you would like to be brought to the table and what you can bring to the table, you also have to have those expectations set as well. And for me, those two biggest ones are boundaries and values. There are benefits, though, that you're going to get from growing with your group. You know, with your tribe, with your group, you can find grounds where you can relate. You can share insights that offer an open door to growth. You're not alone. You're always going to have support. There's friendship, and that friendship can turn into family. Through my time growing with my team, I realized how I became a part of a tribe that I didn't realize that I actually needed. I never realized just how much I needed to, needed to be surrounded by others who I was genuinely able to connect to. I'm honestly grateful for all of my prior social groups, and yes, I'm still connected with a few of those individuals, but I'm as close with my babes more on my team today because at the end of the day, we are all genuinely pushing towards a similar idea of growth. 
by unlearning old habits that aren't serving us. And before I genuinely felt that I found myself making excuses for the way that I was and why I didn't need to be so adamant about getting on the ball with change. And that's realistically because I just wasn't in the right circle at the time, but I was where I was supposed to be. Life is honestly too short though to suffer. So, you know, I knew I didn't want to go through life on a path that I felt I had to be on, not one my soul genuinely felt called to be on. If I'm going to be on a path, I want to be there with those people where we can benefit each other positively, where my soul genuinely feels like it's called to. And, you know, as I'm growing in my business as a leader, as a mentor, even as a person, I'm always intentionally working to create my tribe of individuals who want to genuinely make an impact, a positive impact on the world while fulfilling their purpose. This means that I can't be for everybody. I know that. And the truth is, when you attract everyone, you'll get anyone. And that isn't entirely beneficial for your growth because I believe that you'll find yourself looking to meet everyone's needs, which means you'll find yourself going against your values. So this is actually kind of similar to a conversation I was having earlier, where I was, you know, speaking with someone close to me and I was saying that, you know, when I'm talking on my Instagram and when I'm speaking on my stories and when I'm sharing things going on in my life, when I'm addressing, so we were talking about, you know, addressing real life things on social media. And I was saying, you know, well, I'm not going to not ever talk about when I have a problem with a romantic partner or whatnot, but because it's not just my business, I'm not going to 100% blast someone and put their business out there. But I know that my followers and the people that I really connect with, they most likely have gone through a similar situation where, you know, you're about to start your day, you get into a fight with your significant other, maybe it's just a person, you know, you're even dating. So when I'm addressing that, I'm going to address it in a way that is going to match the vibe of my general community. And, you know, there's going to be times I'm going to be more specific, you know, maybe if you're single and you're going through this dating issue because I've gone through it, or, you know, when you're dating someone because I've gone through it, but I'm not going to stray so far where I'm trying to reach out to everyone because I'm genuinely talking to the people that are connecting with me and that I'm connecting with because my values are there because maybe, you know, 20 other people that are listening might want me to dive a little more in and, you know, spill tea that just, that's not my thing. I'm not going to put someone's name on blast that one, if they don't want to spill their business, like the business publicly, I'm not going to share that. So it's going to, you know, be honest about the situation. Yes, you know, if I have an issue, you know, with a friend, with a partner, with a family member before I start my day, and, you know, it kind of got my way, you know, yeah, I'm going to share that on like my social media because I know someone else went through it, but I'm holding true to my values by not just blasting them and, you know, putting their name out there and really letting people dig at them because those aren't, that's not the people I want in my community. I want the people that can learn from the lesson and can find a way to grow through it. So to wrap all that up, as a reminder, your tribe is out there, but like the saying goes, there's no one coming to save you. 
So stop allowing yourself to feel alone and go out. Choose to do the inner work and start creating your own tribe of individuals who match the frequency you're on. Realistically, you have the power to do that because if you're listening to a podcast, you most likely have a computer or a phone in front of you. There are so many ways that you can genuinely start connecting, you know, start connecting, you know, and building a community on Instagram, you know, find those five things that make you you and start sharing those parts of you and building a community with that. And you'll find that there are people connecting with you. There's Bumble BFF, you know, you can genuinely connect with people on there. Maybe they're in your same city, same town, meet up, go for coffee. You aren't exhausted with your options for creating a tribe, for creating that group that's going to help you get to your growth and your options of growth are not exhausted. It's all in front of you and you are able to make it happen. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I really hope we enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you are now inspired to go out and really find that group that's going to make you you and really help you get to where you want to go so you can help others get to where they want to go. With that, I'm going to head off. I will leave my social handles in the show notes, both my personal Instagram and the podcast. And I will be back with you guys for another week and we will chat later.